0: Welcome to Dire Trip, where we deep dive into all sorts of spooky, horrific, or just plain weird crimes, lawsuits, and strange happenings all over the world. Without further ado, let's get into today's story. A young man named Trey Jenko, a member of a number of, let's say, problematic communities online, wanted to rack up a very large body count of thousands of people when he completed an attack he was planning. The subject of this video is a 21-year-old man named Trey Jenko. He was living in Highland County in Hillsboro, Ohio, a small town of only about 6,500 people about an hour east of Cincinnati. He had a pretty small presence on mainstream social media, having a Facebook, a Twitter, and an Instagram account. He didn't post all that much though, and his accounts had very few submissions despite being up for several years. Based on his bio across these sites, he studied at Ohio University, likely focusing on computer science as a good chunk of his posts revolve around it. He had a lot of posts discussing computers and their link to brain functions, likely inspired by Elon Musk's interest in the same topic. He did seem to follow Elon's Twitter somewhat closely. Although appearing pretty normal on the surface, both looking and posting like an average guy, Janko identified himself as an incel and was very active on several forums related to the movement. If you've been with my channel for a while, you'll likely remember incels from the Cole Carini video and all of its updates. Though if you haven't been living under a rock, you probably knew what they were anyway. But just in case you don't know, incel is short for involuntary celibate, meaning that they aren't able to get laid even if they try. This could be for any number of reasons, really. However, they see women as deserving the blame for this and aim their hatred towards them as a consequence. Often developing varying levels of hatred, anywhere from a bit of disdain to a sadistic desire to wipe out as many of them as possible. Incels were thrust into the mainstream media after becoming the focus of many crimes over the past few years, namely the killing spree of Elliot Roger, an incel who, after stabbing his three roommates, went on a shooting spree in California in 2014, mainly targeting women. Some incels out there idolize him, referring to him as the supreme gentleman and even wish to be like him. Although this has been memed into the ground, there are people out there who are serious about it. Amy Dorio, an expert on incels, which apparently is a thing, even discussed the group on mainstream news outlets. The ideology is really rooted in the belief that women have too much power in the sexual marketplace and that their rejection of men, or namely incels, is both life-altering or life-ruining which leads to a lot of vitriolic hate towards women. After many incel-related crimes over the past few years, many social media companies such as Facebook and Reddit have developed a very low level of tolerance for any incel-related communities. Reddit usually just straight-up bans the communities altogether without much warning, even going as far as banning subreddits that are simply making fun of them or showcasing their posts. Trey Jenko had profiles and posted somewhat regularly on a fairly popular incel site from, at least, July 2019 to March 2020. His posts were fairly concerning from the start, but quickly grew darker and darker over the months. Jenko was indeed one of those types who idolized Elliot Roger, even going as far as imitating some of Elliot's more embarrassing, childish acts that became famous over time. Like an incident involving orange juice, for example. The Supreme Gentleman himself had once sprayed a group of students with orange juice, so Jenko was eager to imitate the act himself. In one video, he detailed how the whole incident went down, saying that he loaded up a water gun with some orange juice and sprayed some foids and couples. Foid is incel lingo, being short for femoid, which is a bastardization of female. And there's a lot of lingo that goes with it. It's kind of a rabbit hole, so uh, let's move on. I put some orange juice in a water gun. I was planning to spray some foids and couples like Elliot Roger did," he wrote. I drove up to them, saying hi, and they didn't even look up, they just went "Uh uh-huh, so they get sprayed in the fucking face. I suggest it to all incels, extremely empowering action. Following this empowering action, Elliot Roger went on to kill 14 people. Jinko wanted to do the same, but he didn't really like those numbers. He wanted to aim higher, to go bigger much bigger. Try hundreds of times bigger. During his stint on the incel forums between January and August of 2019, he bought up a bunch of items that he would use in his potential Elliot Roger type attack. He bought a hoodie with the word revenge in big bold letters along with some cargo pants, tactical gloves, and a skull face mask to complete the edgelord look. In addition, he bought a Bowie knife, two Glock 17 magazines, and a holster clip to conceal carry said Glock. In August of that year, he began writing his manifesto. He decided to call it a hideous symphony, and in it said that he would utilize his hatred to carry out a complete slaughter motivated by jealousy and revenge. Given the past several years, the federal government is very aware of the incel movement, including the FBI, of course. While many cases had been filed against incels on the more local state level, they would often file some extra federal charges just to get that sentence up. They really wanted to make sure they weren't getting off easy. Because of that, the FBI would start building onto these cases on the federal level, adding charges like threatening interstate communication. Django spent more than a full year planning out how his attack would go down. He wrote down that he planned on having a kill count of over 3,000 people, hoping to carry it out on the anniversary of Elliot Rogers' attack years prior. He even mulled around the idea of joining the military in order to get a skill set that could help him carry out such a large-scale attack. He wrote of his attack online from time to time, calling death the ultimate equalizer and expressing his desire for revenge. The day he wrote his manifesto, he began making some Google searches that would certainly come back to bite him in the ass later, and searched up some local sororities as well. As he wrote, he got more and more fired up. May 23rd, 2020, 290 days, he wrote. M16 optimal, covert or mil-spec. We'll get arms training in BCT, Georgia. Kill count needs to be huge. 3,000? Aim big then, he said. I would hope these words resonate in a sweet familiarity to fellow incels, either cognizant of their situation or not, he continued. I am already set to go into the U.S. Army. This training will be for the attainment of one reality, the death of what I have been deprived most, but also cherish and fantasize at the opportunity of having, but have been neglected of." Women. God, that was kind of hard to read. As the document continued, Jinko's willingness to kill became more and more apparent. I will slaughter out of hatred, jealousy, and revenge, he said. I will take away the power of life that they withhold from me, by showing that there is more than just happiness and fulfillment. There is all-encompassing death. The great equalizer that will bear all of us into its seductively calm velvet of silence and serenity. God, this shit is a mouthful. He was heavily researching Elliot Roger and how to modify guns, for illustrated guides on how to build assault weapons, and what the difference between full-auto and semi-automatic is. He also started searching up more legally dubious search terms, such as how to make homemade flashbang. Later that year, he actually began army basic training at Fort Benning, Georgia. He did it all to help him learn how to carry out his plan. He was in the program for four months before he was finally discharged for poor performance and bad conduct. Already failing in his plan, he was forced to return home to Ohio in early January. Upon doing so, he started on a new manifesto-type document on his computer, one which he would call Isolated. If you're reading this, I've done something horrible, he wrote. Somehow you've come across the writings of a deluded and homicidal, not an easy task, and for that I congratulate you for your curiosity and willingness to delve into such a dark topic. At the end of the document, he signed it as Your Hopeful Friend and Murderer. He also, again, made some problematic Google searches, including how to plan a shooting crime and when does preparing for a crime become an attempt? Not exactly subtle, Jinko. He also began performing surveillance and scoping out the campus of Ohio University. His activity slowed down a little bit for a while, but by March 11th, he was back to his odd search terms. He was searching up police scanner codes for both the columbus ohio police and for the university police then one day later on march 12th of 2020 just one day after the pandemic was declared in the united states and things started getting crazy the sheriff's office in highland county ohio got a phone call late in the afternoon a woman on the phone gave out her address a local one and exclaimed that a man living at the location had locked himself in his bedroom with a gun She heard him cock the weapon and began to worry that he'd end up ending both of their lives. The woman is said to have been Jenko's mother, who had grown more and more concerned over his behavior over the last couple of years. She said that in the previous months, Jenko had grabbed a rifle and had gotten somewhat erratic and violent with her. Officers, after evacuating her from the home, handed her a megaphone and asked that she convince Jenko to come out with his hands up. He did and was taken into custody. Just a few minutes later, the police were speaking to Jenko, 20 years old at the time. He told them that he only had one gun, a rifle that was in his car, no others. It seemed a bit odd as the whole reason they came out was due to him holding a handgun in his room, not a rifle in his car. They searched the car, finding an AR-15 with what they thought was a bump stock, an attachment that allows a semi-automatic weapon to fire more quickly. Not only that, they found a stash of body armor, some loaded magazines, and several boxes of ammunition throughout the car. The woman gave them some more information, including the fact that she found a handgun in his room just a few days prior, despite him claiming not to own one. She gave the police permission to search the room, and they found a Luger semi-automatic pistol with the manufacturer's marks and the serial number removed. Janko got notably very nervous and suspicious once they found the handgun. He shut up and demanded an attorney immediately upon the revelation. But the woman wasn't done yet. She also informed the police about the concerning writings that Jingo had been coming up with. She had apparently been snooping and found them one day. She firmly believed that he had a real intention to hurt people, seeing his violent outbursts firsthand. The police, after searching through his electronics, quickly found the plans for his attack. They believed that Ohio State University was the likely target location. Trey Janko was arrested just two months before his attack was planned to take place. Months later, June 2020, in the first session in court after a pandemic-related halt of activity, the Highland County Grand Jury indicted Trey Janko on his threats of terror. The case went to a prosecutor named Collins, who was responsible for the felony prosecution in the county. It was said that Janko, quote, did threaten to commit or threaten to cause to be committed a specified offense with purpose to intimidate or coerce a civilian population it was a third degree felony one that was punishable by up to 18 months in jail jingo was then convicted for his threats including his specific threats to murder women a couple of months later in october of 2020. he ended up only getting a sentence of 17 months with credit for the 224 days that he had already served in jail. Then shortly after, in January of 2021, he was allowed to slowly start transitioning out of jail, ending up in a halfway house. Collins had wanted to charge Janko with some sort of hate crime, due to his specific focus on his hatred of women. It wasn't an option, though, as the standards for hate crimes only covered race, religion, and ethnicity. But on the federal level, the scope was a little higher, including gender, gender identity, and sexual orientation, actual or perceived. A federal case would allow the charges against Jenko to more accurately reflect his motivations in the case, they thought. Because of this, the feds would spend the next several months building up their indictment against Jenko. This included more closely monitoring his online activity and looking into his past online activity, which wasn't a good look. Within the next six months, Jenko had applied to the Columbus County Community College. It was unclear whether or not he was still planning some sort of attack, or whether he saw this college as a potential target in the future. The college itself did eventually reach out to the National Enquirer and confirmed that, although Jenko had applied, he had not actually registered or taken any classes. Collins, although disappointed that he was going back to school after his previous plans, acknowledged that she couldn't do anything more with the power she had. He had already been given just one month less than the maximum sentence, and there was nothing to be done that could prevent him from going back to school. Seemingly, Jengo's online activity started to normalize after this point. It seemed he may have wanted to abandon his old ideology, when he captioned a photo with I need to learn how to move the fuck on. It's unknown what specifically this referred to, whether it was related to the incel ideology, hatred, regrets due to his arrest, or something else entirely. By May 1st, he was acting pretty normally, arguing about computer science on Twitter. A few days later, he was seeming even a bit more positive, talking about working out, saying, Finally got to work out in a gym. It was so awesome. Love all you guys and girls and hope you're doing good. Also, remind me to not always be doing something with my hands in the photos. Lol. In what would become his final post on Facebook, foreshadowing, he shared a meme on July 16th. It's not the mistake that matters, it's how you deal with it, what you learn from it, and how you apply that lesson to your life. He even mentioned some success with talking to women. At least, not on Tinder. Could it have been that he really learned his lesson and was ready to move on from the past? To better himself? To leave all that garbage behind? We may never know. Just a few days later, on July 21st, the FBI rained down on his halfway house in Ross County, Ohio, and placed him under arrest. He was charged with one count of attempting to commit a hate crime, and on another of illegally possessing a machine gun. By the time they arrested him, the local case against him had wrapped up entirely, and he was nearly back to a normal life. However, the FBI wasn't ready to forgive and forget just yet. They really emphasized the fact that Jenko wasn't just some poor young guy. He had planned to carry out mass murder and had already bought the equipment to do so, and he admired another mass murderer who had done the same thing just a few years prior. He had even written an entire manifesto, which more or less served as his last words and had planned a date and everything. This wasn't just some guy blowing smoke on the internet, this was something real something that was very likely close to happening when he got caught. Because his charge of attempting to commit a hate crime included the intention to kill, it is punishable by up to life in prison. The count of illegally possessing a machine gun could be punishable by up to a further 10 years in prison itself. As of the writing of this video, Django is being held at the Butler County Jail near Cincinnati. His ultimate fate is still unknown, but it's pretty likely he won't be getting off easy. Stick with the channel if you want to see updates. Once again, this has been your host, Kyle. Thank you very much for listening to today's podcast episode. Feel free to look through my huge library of other stories if you found this one interesting, and be sure to be there for the next stories that come out each and every week. Have a good night.